We may never know, Uther. I intend to live forever. How dare you show your face here? Uh, faces. <laughs> <laughs> Don't laugh at that, you idiot! A lot of story there, a lot of lore. Uh, for those of you who are into that kind of thing, I love you. Welcome to Live, Laugh, Lore, the podcast that explores where we've been and where we may go next in the world of Warcraft. Welcome, everyone, to Live, Laugh, Lore, episode 36, the show that wants to wish you a happy new year. May it be a good one for us all. I think we got to use it. <laughs> Each episode, we'll check in, have some laughs, and talk about the lore of Warcraft 1 or 2 topics at a time. My name is Allie, the one who enjoys a really good cocoa truffle. Mm, so good, so good. Not just chocolate, but cocoa. And I'm joined by the one who likes to send me links of disgusting pickle cupcakes, which then maybe have to go eat a couple of cocoa truffles to get that mental taste out of my mouth. It's gin. <laughs> well, it's not like I want to try the thing, but now that I, now I'm like forced to eventually make that recipe, just to, I just really want to know now. I mean, there's bourbon in the frosting, so I mean, come on. I mean, that part of it, okay, <laughs> I, I love me a good cream cheese frosting, but bourbon in it, mm, sure, why not? But a recipe that calls for a fourth cup of pickle juice <laughs> and a fourth cup of, like, diced pickle, no. You put, and when you put I, a little pickle no, right on no. top. No. No. <laughs> None of those things should be in my mouth. That is disgusting. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, it's fabulous. Why? why? <laughs> so I'm, I'm sitting there on my couch trying really hard to think about what creative intro thing I'm going to do this week. And I, I had nothing. I was drawing a complete blank. And then Jen, not really that long ago, but an hour ago. Yeah, roughly an hour. Maybe <laughs> sent me randomly a link to pickled cupcakes. I'm like, there it is right there. Yeah. Also, I'm going to throw up now. So... <laughs> There's a YouTuber that made it. Uh, yeah, they, they were like, uh, oh, I like pickles. Uh, I'm try pickle cupcake. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that's where it came from. Yeah. So, yeah, pickle cupcakes. Uh, no. I'll let you know how no. they taste maybe next episode. It's, it's, maybe we'll make them. Why would you do that to Mrs. Jen? I like her. Don't do that to her. But she like she's the one who's like, I like pickles. So, you never know. We'll see. Well, we'll let you know. We'll let you know. We try. If you do, I expect a full report and pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a reaction video of the first time you take a bite. If you can just send that to me. You can just personal DM. It's fine. I just, I think I need to see this. I don't know. Maybe a live streamer. That'd be really funny. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be you great. You could do that too. Yeah, someone clip it. Clip it. Or however the shit that works. I don't know. <laughs> yes. Yes. This might have to be a thing. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, this sounds great. Anyways, what have you been up to besides disgusting me? <laughs> oh, you know, the same old, same old. And by same old, same old, I mean, yeah, I've been goofing off, been live streaming some old video games, some uh, Quest for Glory from the 90s. Fantastic. And um, the only really funny story that I have is I thought I was just, I was mob, like, God, I can't even talk. It's like so amazing to me. I, my mind was blown. <laughs> I was just like, what the crap are we living in? It's like we're living in the future or something. It's, it's insane. Because, yeah, you know, I'm not I'm not a car guy. I'm not like Snapper Frog. I don't, yeah, I'm right. not super into cars. I just have my car and it, it takes me places. Neat. So, uh, you know, I don't always pay attention to when things tell me like, hey, man, your battery's getting pretty low. You should probably do something about that. So I'm like, bah! 
It's kind of, you know, I'm like the kind of person that like in the remote control, like it's fine. Just you spin it. You like take them out and you rub it around and you're like, yeah, change the channel again. You know, that well, and you switch, you switch which ones and which slot. Of that course. Helps. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. She, Let's she, give it. Allie gets it. Well, anyway, yeah. apparently you can't do that with a car battery. <laughs> Once it's dead, it's just dead. Nope. <laughs> and I don't have a second car, so we can't like <laughs> jump it. So. So, yeah, the modern marvel of technology that we live in is I was like, oh, shit, what am I going to do with this? So I was like, you know, Googling, found for, you know, what kind of battery it was and found out there's an auto part store that was like, yeah, free one day shipping. I was like, sweet. That's nice. So I was yeah. like, and then I looked at it, and the funny thing was, too, just to add to my the, the hilarity of the entire story. I was like, I don't even know if I have a ratchet set. Yeah, I used to have one. I had to throw it away. But like some neighbor cats broke into our garage and like peed all over my toolbox. It was gross. So I just, oh, just threw it away. That's fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's gross. What you want cat you don't want cat pee tools? What? No. No, it didn't. Oh, so I was okay. like okay. I was like, I barely use these things. And the garbage goes. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, okay, I think I'm gonna need some of those. And then I did. So uh the funny thing is, like, literally, like, two and a half, maybe three hours later, I was about to walk out the door to walk my butt to the local hardware store. It's, like, less than a, a mile from the house. It's it's, it's fine. Um, and, yeah, uh, the, the freaking battery was already there. I'm like, what is this? Delivered by an Amazon drone or something? What the heck happened? This is insane. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? What is this modern marvel? So, anyway, that's what I'm up to. I just thought that was a funny story. That's awesome. Just order a battery and it shows up before you even know it. I was like, what the crap is this? Technology. It's insane, I think. It's insane. <laughs> well, well so that's pretty much all I've been up to between my silly video game streams and cars. Did you have good holidays? I did. It was fantastic. And by fantastic, I know we, we hung out, had a good time. Um, gosh, that was Christmas and New Year's, wasn't it? I said before yeah. we talked last. Yeah, look at that. So had a great, a great, a great holiday. Yeah. We, uh, you know, both of them were spent at my in-laws' house, and yeah, good times. Sounds like you at least had a pretty similar uh, Christmas, right? The in-laws. <laughs> With the in-laws. <laughs> That's what I mean. Different descriptions. Yeah, the in-laws. <laughs> the in-laws. Uh, <laughs> so we, we went to Missouri to see the in-laws, see, see Mr. Ali's parents and brothers and stuff, and brought our dogs, which was lovely, because that meant when I needed a social buffer, I got my social buffer. Christmas Day, there were six dogs. It was amazing. <laughs> it was a dog Christmas. And I was there for it. Um, no, it's okay. You know, it's just, you know, sometimes visits with the in-laws, like, and there's there's rough times. And there's times that are, you know, pretty decent. And there's times where you're sleeping on the worst mattress of your entire life. The whole trip. Oof. So that sucked. Oof. But uh, <laughs> all, all in all, all it, was, it was a decent visit. And then when we got back, we had four or five days at home together. Because we took we just took the rest of the week off, so got to recover and recuperate, and then had New Year's where we stayed on our couch and played video games together, which was lovely. It's what we do every year. It's a tradition now. We eat a whole bunch of food and drink and play games. It's good times. That does sound beautiful. It was beautiful. And what's perfect is we ordered a couch back on Labor Day. Nice big couch, best couch I've had in my adult life ever. And we finally got it. And originally, it wasn't supposed to get here until. I think mid mid January, and they called us right a few days before we're getting ready to go. It was like, hey, you know, can we deliver it you know, on Wednesday? And thankfully, that was the day before we're going to leave. So my husband took the day off already to get things ready. And he's like, yeah, just come deliver that. That's great. So we got to spend New Year's on our new couch. It is, you could sleep on this thing. It's amazing, and I love it. Best couch. Best, Best couch. couch. 
Well, there you go. <laughs> you even upgraded New Year's. Like you didn't. Even, you weren't even planning on it. Yeah. Yeah. Good. It's a solid upgrade. Yeah. <laughs> but then that, I've been. Let's say, finished Portal Two. I blame you for that. But I had. To, I had to do it. I had to do this it. Is it the fourth time finishing that? <laughs> fourth, fifth. Who's counting? I don't know. But it makes me happy. <laughs> and. I've been playing a little bit of Metroid Dread, actually decent amount of Metroid Dread, because we got it for Christmas, and Super Metroid was another one of those games I played a bunch of times, so Metroid Dread I'm having a great time with, I'm so happy. That's been a lot of fun. I get on the new couch, so that's, that's great. And I'm getting ready this week to get the Hive Mind mount in WoW with some guildies, finally. Wow. I still need to that do that evil, thing. little squiddy octopus one where you have to get for your friends and mm-hmm. you have to collect all like monocles and puzzles and stuff. So uh, we're we're getting that together and stuff. So yay, awkward brain squiddy bount <laughs> thing. Yeah, it's yeah. it's crazy because you can like fit all five of you in it or something. It's it's insane yeah. the way that they work. It's great. So when we're, so when we're at points of the raid where you can actually mount up, we're just gonna all jump on it and go together. Just <laughs> <laughs> little wiggly tentacles there. <laughs> yeah, the best noise ever. Uh, yeah, but I have more time to do that this week because we are closed the rest of the week at work because of COVID. <sighs> it's not a yay. Yeah. It's, okay. <sighs> it's not like very personally and selfishly. It's a yay because I went back to work for one day and I'll have another four days off. <laughs> well, there you go. Silver lining. But, yeah, that's my silver lining. Unfortunately, it just means there's a lot of teachers and their families who have it and a few of the families and a few of the kids, which means we don't have enough staff to cover the school, which is why we're closed. Yeah, there you go. That's not but good. That's um, the state of things right now. So everyone listening to this, please keep yourself safe and healthy. Yeah, very much agree. Yeah. Well, speaking of safe and healthy, you like to talk to something that's very safe, and very socially distant and just wonderful. Which by the time this episode comes out, you'll have to watch the VOD because, you know, we didn't talk about it last time because we didn't know when we were playing. Did you know D&D? We're going to play D&D on this Saturday. It'll be good. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Super excited. Yeah, so you can come watch uh, D&D. Um, yeah, if you're just a... If, let's put it this way. If you're not a patron, you, you missed it. <laughs> it was... It but, was, I mean, we, we tweeted about it, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was great, right? Yeah, so... It was in the Discord, too. We're going to... We're, it's, it's, we, said, we said it in the Discord. Yeah, so last time we talked about it, what, you were like, you're like, hey, I was going to do something, throw an axe. Uh, yeah, Allie didn't do that. Apparently, there was a kobold uprising, and there was a revolution, and it was insane, and it was very funny. <laughs> like It was the, all, the whole thing. Like, that was amazing. There's some good moments. There's, yeah, it's so much fun. I'm really looking forward to this. Yeah, me too. It's good. Yeah. It's good. Well, anyway, more social distance fun of drinking, I guess. <laughs> We're drinking together, so yes, it is. Yeah, 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 we're drinking together, but you're in Colorado and I'm in California. There you go, that's how you do it. <laughs> Very socially distanced. Very. Six feet. <laughs> and then some additional feet. Some states. There's some states in there. That's fine. <laughs> what, what, what is this thing? I forget. This is the Voodoo Ranger Future Hop. What, what makes it futury? <laughs> I'm curious because I'd have to pull up the description. Why do I not have this open? It's um, it's an IPA, but they feel like they're being um, unique with their IPA and what they used in it. 
It has a fluffy description. Well, it's not it's not super fluffy. It's only a little fluffy. Hold on. Okay. It is the future of IPAs. That's why. Because it's the future of IPAs. The future of IPAs is here with a bionic blend of lotus and strata hops and tropical notes that will teleport your taste buds to the next dimension. Bah, bah, bah. I don't know if it's doing that, <laughs> but it's pretty good. <laughs> it's, it's actually a surprise. Like some IPAs, they've got a bit of a, of a, a hoppy bite to them. It's okay. It's okay. This is actually really smooth. Yeah, I was expecting more of a happiness to it. So that's probably why I'm like, oh, I was hoping for like an IPA that kicks you in the gonads. But no. Nope, I mean, it is coming in at 8%. So that's really nice. Well, yeah, that's nice. But I'm talking about this. Like, I guess if you were to be put it this way, the IBUs, the IBUs, that's like the really happiness scale. Yeah, right. It's, it's probably pretty low. I wonder which. I, it's I, it is low. It, does, it is low for an IPA, but. Um, my taste buds feel like they're in the next dimension now. <laughs> also, it's because it's, it's honestly, it is the smoothest IPA I've ever tasted and I am really enjoying it. It is quite tasty. Yeah. So good. So good. It's, it's New Year's and so it's a future. Yeah, there you go. That's how future, you it. Future in. hop. Oh, there you yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah. That legit is how I got to this point. <laughs> Cause I literally was looking at like New Year's beers and it's tricky to find ones that we both can obtain, especially cause it kept bringing up local beers in Colorado, which doesn't help you. I'm like, Hmm. Okay. We got to find something. So here yeah. we go. Here we are. There we go. Future Ranger. And then Future Ranger. <laughs> it's like a <laughs> Future Ranger of Voodoo. Mighty more Power Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> There's some neon lights. It's more of a Wow. Okay. Hey, while you're doing that, we should talk about the Patreon. I suppose we could. I mean, okay. You you're, should. You're drinking, yeah. so I'm going to do this one. So, so you're like, this is Allie. She's like, like nope, no, I'm not doing this one. You do it. <laughs> <laughs> yep, on purpose. I did Race it last time. So anyway, hey, hey, everybody. Do you like supporting shows and talk about your hobbies and car batteries that die and silly things like that and interests that you're into as well. Mm-hmm. You find yourself talking back to the host out loud while listening in your car or, or riding on the train all about those pickle cupcakes. Mm. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> Why? If you're if you answered yes to any of those questions, not about the pickle cupcakes. You don't it's that's fine. Stay tuned until the end of the show until you, you can find out how you can keep this show and our habits going. And maybe veto a pickle cupcakes. I don't know. Veto them. <laughs> Veto. <laughs> Boo. Boo, pickle cupcakes. <laughs> I don't know what that was. It was boo, pickle cupcakes. Anyway. <laughs> what? It said boo. Boo to the cupcakes. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, you want to talk about your little notes about the ABK stuff? Yeah, so we don't actually have a ton of ABK stuff. Now, granted, I was on vacation and taking a bit of a step back from everything, which was the best mental health break ever for me. But uh, one of the things I do know, and I did a little looking up here, was that those who are striking in solidarity with the Raven Studio QA department are actually still striking. At the time of this recording, they are on their third week of it. Now, I did read that the monies that were raised for the strike fund have made it to these employees to help them out while they're fighting the good fight, which is really good. I also know that the leadership hasn't given any response to the strike at all. So the strikers actually yesterday 
nope, two days ago, (laughs) sent out a letter to leadership basically saying what they're striking for. They want all members of the Raven QA department to be offered full-time positions, including those that were let go. They also actively try to use this letter to reach out to leadership so they can actually get together and discuss things and communicate and talk about the details as well as expectations from both sides and asking for context of the situation from their side and what their goals are, trying to give them a chance to talk as well, which I think is really good. They're, they're, I think they're trying to be professional about it, but also calling them out for the fact that they haven't said anything at all about any of this. Last, they're also asking leadership to provide, provide relocation packages for those who moved to Wisconsin. At least some of the ones who were laid off had literally just moved to Wisconsin, like relocated their whole lives to Wisconsin and then were laid off. So they're asking for help for them. So that's about all I have in that department. I'm sure it's going to pick up with holidays being over and whatnot. But lo and behold, Jin has added more to these notes. I did. So... Hey, you know how we mentioned in previous episodes that DFEH wasn't going, uh, that wasn't just going after Blizzard? Remember that? Mm-hmm. And you also remember that the majority of the community believed that the EEOC, the EEOC settlement of $18 million was too low? Well, now we have a little bit of vindication because news came out that Riot Games settled their lawsuit with the DFEH that they had filed against them for $100 million. Wow. And one of the key indicators here with this settlement was that $80 million was earmarked to go to paying back the victims. So $80 million of the 1,300 and some odd change people that were impacted actually were getting paid out directly from this settlement. So again, $18 million, way too low. Yeah. Yeah. So this is just a a little update here. Um, Wow. I'll just throw it in here. Uh, If you're curious about hearing a little bit more and someone who's far smarter, talk about this that is episode 557 of the opening arguments podcast and you can also just google the uh, there's an article uh, from verge uh and i'll throw that in the show notes for you to read if you'd like uh, more information yeah riot games creators of legal legends they uh settled out for a hundred million dollars wow so there you go just a little bit of uh compare and contrast because actually if you um if you do look into it the the counts against them Almost identical. <laughs> yep, it is. So yeah, there you go. And uh, the funny thing is, too, uh, if you listen to the podcast, they actually point out that the that ABK has roughly nine thousand some odd employees, and they only have maybe two thousand. I think it's it's because it's I think it's like twenty percent of their workforce is actually um, female, and. Uh, Riot was almost much closer to 50%. So it's just it just goes to show you that Blizzard's got a lot of fixing to do. They really have a yes. culture problem. Yes, they do. <laughs> yeah, only 20% they, of their workforce, basically. It's terrible. So, yeah. Did it to themselves. Yep. So any thoughts on that before we move on? Because I just, I just thought that was very interesting to hear the um, the fact that, you know, there's a settlement coming out of the Riot game stuff. That is very interesting. And it also makes me wonder if part of the reason why DFEH was trying to fight the EEOC was over the 18 million being so stinking low. Yeah, and the, the interesting thing is one of the you know one of the podcast hosts, the other one, they pointed out they're like, so what is the main difference here? Like, what's what's going on? Is well, they pointed out in the Riot Games, the EEOC never got involved. 
So it's like, right. The feds never, you know, played freaking interference for, for them. So they, I don't know. Right. <laughs> so yeah, that was one of, that was, it was one of the key differences is that, uh, EEOC was never involved in the, uh, riot games. Um, Lawsuit. I wonder why. I don't know. There's, there's That's curious. I don't know if we'll, we'll ever honestly know. Apparently, in the article, it, it pointed out that um, uh, Riot agreed to a $10 million settlement in 2019, but the California Department of Fair Employment and Housing blocked the agreement, saying women at the company could be entitled to up to $400 million. The, DF, the DFEH endorsed the latest settlement in press release. But there you go. Back in 2019, a riot agreed to a $10 million settlement, so that's probably one of the reasons why DFEH is being so forceful in saying, hey, yeah. EEOC, your settlement sucks. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Fun little facts there. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel like, in a strange sort of way, the fact that that last little bit, that at least those at Riot may get at least, I don't know, some modicum of justice a little bit, um... I suppose we can move on with that from a uh, almost a little bit of a high note. Tiny bit. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah, let's do that. What you talking about? 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 What talk about? So many things. So this is going to be one of those two topic episodes we allude to in the beginning intro there. For starters, I want to talk a bit about Andu and Ren. Now, this is going to potentially be a bit spoilery if you're completely avoiding 9.2 news. So I guess earmuffs. I don't, I don't know why you got to do it in front of the kid with the effing. All you got to do is say earmuffs to him. Earmuffs. They might get there. So just cautionary earmuffs. It's, it's fine. <laughs> I want to talk a bit today about dear King Anduin Rin. This poor guy. He's been through a lot over the years and us players have actually had a chance to watch him grow up, especially Lions players. He was that creepy little kid following us around in quests. Creepy, creepy early Warcraft kids. Creepy. They were so creepy. <laughs> Especially the ones in Elwyn Forest. Upstairs in the inn there, whatever. We've seen those. No, they were like doing like a seance. Like, <laughs> They're like in a star shape. and yeah. Creepy Warcraft kids. Creepy. So I'm not going to deep dive into his life and all that crap because we know it. He's had to deal with a lot over the years. I do want to touch on the main events. Just as a nice little reminder. Okay, His mom was killed when he was a baby. His dad was kidnapped. The chick that was watching him and helping to run Stormwind turned out to be an evil dragon and split Anduin's dad in two and then also kidnapped Anduin. So that's, you know, bad there. As he got older, his dad, who you know, has some anger issues, was pressuring him to become a warrior. Instead, he does things like become a diplomat in Ironforge. While he's hanging out with the dwarves and whatnot, he learns all about that holy light and wants to be a priest. He was actually there during the Shattering, when, you know, Azeroth's earthquakes destroyed places and whatnot. He also witnessed Magni turning into a diamond and assumed dead. Now, these things, all these things alone, are enough to ruin a kid's mental health for the rest of their lives. And don't forget his, like, friend from Ironforge died in that book, too. Man, that got me. Yeah. Yeah. Aelin. Aelin? I think it was Aaron. Just a weird spelling of it. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, after being released from Ironforge, because he was, you know, held there by Moria for a bit there, there was some bonding with Auntie Jaina and Bane, and then eventually he was shipwrecked on Pandaria. Also kind of terrifying. 
It is there that he helped fight dark spirits of the Shah, risked his life standing up to Garrosh, became friends with Rathion. Lots of stuff there. A few years later, his dad died in a, you know, demonic invasion, forcing him to become a young boy king. He was, what, 15, 16 at that point, I think? He was 17. 17? Yeah. He was roughly 17 during Legion. Was he? Because at the end of Legion, he was 18. Yeah, at the end of Legion, leading into BFA. Yeah, 18, so. Okay. 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 Um, 16 and a half at the the youngest. Either way, like, I can't imagine being forced to become a king at 16 or 17. Tutankhamen had to do it at, like, 12. (laughs) Well, I can't. I can't imagine King Tut either, Okay. I think King Tut, I think of either the Batman King Tut from old Adam West days or Steve Martin doing his King Tut routine. I just, I can't imagine, you know. (laughs) Yeah. That was random. Good job, Jen. That was very random. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Back to Anduin, though. Uh, He had to grow up quickly due to the war against the Burning Legion and then a war against the Horde. You know, some old God War stuff shoved in there for good measure. Oh, and then he was kidnapped again and taken to the realm of death, where he was forced into servitude through the use of his own father's sword that was turned into Mornblade and whatnot, subjugated, dominated by Zoval, all this and more, by the time Anduin was, what I'm guessing by now, 19. Yeah, yeah, I think we're, I think he's roughly 19 now. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. Yeah, it is. Yeah. This kid's been through a crap ton. Is there anything you want to add to this? Yeah, I was going to say, now we know why he liked to sneak off as Jarek. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Sneak off and go get a drink. <laughs> I don't blame him. <laughs> yep, that's, that's why he would be like, I'm going to go put some shoe polish on my hair. <laughs> and then yeah. uh, Auntie Jan is like, dude, what's she doing here? It's like, shut up, Auntie. <laughs> Stop it. And yeah. she's like, I get you, boy. Get you. Yeah, like, I get it. <laughs> like, I mean, if they were going, like, if just we're going to say, if we're going to say uh, Anduin and Jaina had a head-to-head competition and who's got the worst trauma... I think Jana might have a beat, <laughs> but <laughs> it's not. That's not to say that we're going to be, you know, doing the the pity party Olympics here or something like that. Because Andrew no. doesn't exactly have it easy, so I'm not. I'm, no, yeah, I'm not going to be like, get over it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's what Variant would have told him uh, before he had his little seance with the worgen. Made him nice. Yep. Yep, back when he was still having violent tendencies and having to try to work through that. Just telling and expecting Anduin to be this mighty warrior and just, you know, suck it up and whatnot. Yeah, so you will be a mighty warrior. And Anduin's like, I can't. I can't do it. It's really heavy, Dad. I can't do it. Varian was practicing what we call toxic masculinity. He certainly was. Um, Yes. And I think, oh, 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 you want to talk about something funny? Oh, I just I just realized this. Do the, it. The Do fact it. that Anduin sucked at being a warrior, that's just, you know, that's just another tie-in to Arthas. Because Arthas sucked at being a warrior, too, when he was really young. True. True. So there you go. Another tie-in, folks. You want a little similarities, because they really <laughs> like to play those up when he's, like, walking through the gates. It's like, look, I can open the doors just like Artie did. Rawr, like, you see that? <laughs> there was even a moment where Arthas was visiting Stormwind, and he went to go, like... Me and you know, little baby Anduin, and Anduin like grabbed his finger, and Arthur's like, "This is this boy here, S- strong or something." I forget <laughs> the rest of the interaction. <laughs> Arthur's probably being nice. He's like, "He's got a good grip." He's like, "He's a little, he's a little, little bitch boy like I was." Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know. Maybe it takes one to know one. Um, maybe. Uh, I, I don't know. But yeah, no, I mean, he's he's been through the ringer, as, as they would say. Because uh, honestly, like the w- biggest traumatizing events uh, would have to actually be probably losing his dad, number one. And it's just all that. Because honestly, like the mom thing, that sucks. But, you know, that was before he was conscious. He's also really young. So, yeah. 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 And you know, Katrina Prestor, she was a she made a great surrogate mother, right? Right. Which <laughs> so was fantastic. Right. Until his dad decided to chop her head off. Thanks, Dad. Um <laughs> so there about her being an evil black dragon. It's it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Controlling uh, controlling his dad's mind and you know, the other people's minds and <laughs> messing with everybody, make, making everyone bad. And turns out she's actually kind of the reason his mom even died in the first place. So eh. <laughs> True. Yeah. But yeah, like, um, yeah, I think Legion is actually when he had the worst of it. Like, like Legion was where he was just getting, you know, beat down left and right. Like right there. Yeah. Right there along with Velen too. Cause you know, like he just had to witness the, you know, his, his son being killed right in front of his eyes kind of thing. So that wasn't yeah. good. Uh, <laughs> you know, and then friggin' uh, Velen and, and, and Grey Man are like, man, this sucks. This whole Legion expansion, things are going to crap, and Anduin shows up on the shore and is like, I just want to find the other half of my dad's sword. Uh, and it's like, dude, what are you doing here, right? Father. You never surrendered. Even here. At the very end. I cannot do this, Father. I can't be the hero you were. And he's like, you know, then he sees a little vision of his dad, like, oh my God, I don't know what I'm doing. Papa, this sucks. (laughs) So yeah, um, I want to go ahead and agree. Anduin, I'm going to go ahead and rank him in the top five of... Crappy existences. Maybe even the top yeah. three. Maybe even top three of just like... Especially just all this through such a young age. Yeah. But I think you're right. I mean, I think Legion was probably where it really hit the fan because he and his dad, you know, as Anduin grew older, he really had an impact, a positive impact on Varian. You know, trying to teach him that's not all about war, you know, and the importance of, of peace and things like that <laughs> and actually really impacted him and like very really you know started caring about like what Andy would would think and that kind of thing and yeah oh yeah, yeah. another good one I would actually chalk this up as one of the good times in his existence except for one really bad moment um Miss Pandaria right Miss Pandaria he was he was having an adventure like it was freaking Bilbo Baggins like I'm going on an yeah. adventure right <laughs> Running off in the, in the middle. He, made, he got shipwrecked and he made the most of it. Just yeah, he made had a the good most time. Of it. Garrosh, had, Garrosh, Garrosh had little something else to say about that. Uh, so that was bad. But I mean, the funny thing is, is if you kind of look at all the the story and like what was going to happen, Anduin pretty much saved the entire day there because who freaking knows? Yeah, Garrosh would have been able to do with the divine bell kind of thing. So. Yeah, so he got a magic bones out of that whole situation. Now he's got his spidey sense, kind of. His bones ache whenever bad things are going to happen, kind of thing. It's kind of what I believe his bones started aching at uh, Arathi, I believe, when Sylvanas was like, 
murderate the families of the people that Anduin got. Oh, actually, no. Now I take it back. I think that might have been his most heart wrenching, like awful moment is because he, that that was a lot, too. I didn't he witnessed that. a whole bunch of people that he was like, hey, let's have a family reunion. And then Sylvanas murdered them all in front of him. And he's just like, yep. OK, <sighs> that sucks. Yep, that one was that wasn't good. Mm-mm. That was that was a bad one. So yeah, mm. yeah, that, that was a, that was a rough day for him. I'll put it that way. So you know, divine bell smashing him into uh, oblivion to the point where he basically died, but didn't. Um, that was a bad day. Uh, the day that he his whole family reunion in the Arathi Highlands got uh, murderated by Sylvanas. Very bad day. Uh, the day yeah. his dad died, and then had to. You know, deal with the whole Legion thing. Really bad day. Um, honestly, I'm going to actually say those are worse days than the day he got abducted by the jailer. Like, those, those, are, those are actually worse days. This is not a bad... And, and, and you're probably thinking, Jen, that's that's kind of messed up. Like, you, you, like Anduin, he's being forced to do atrocities. Is he, though? Atrocities? Like, what has he really done? He's got some sigils. He didn't even kill the Eternal Ones. <laughs> like, he, he stabbed, he stabbed an Eternal One. But Karestria is still alive. So, so she's she's... She's okay. Right. And we all know what's going to happen. A reality is still going to be there unless they really pull a number. Like, if they really want to, like, mess with us, it's like, hey, reality's been remade. 10.0. It's a new it's a new chapter for Warcraft. Reality was remade by Zoval. Thanks, everybody. Um, I'm, as, I'm assuming they're not going to do that. That'd be a lot of work. Probably years and right. years of development time, not, like, onesie-twosie, like, five, six, seven years of development time. So, yeah, I don't think they're going to do that. So, uh, so you know, reality will be saved. Good job, us. So the worst thing he would have actually done the entire time he was mind-controlled was uh, cause a whole lot of raid wipes. Mm-hmm. True, and he will. But, so putting myself into Andrew's shoes, having to sit by and, like, be, like, like, it would be traumatizing to be forced to do these things against your will, and yeah, while what we've seen so far may not have been the worst things ever, A, it's against his will. He's forced to just watch himself do these things and to know or at least have an idea of what the ultimate goal is. Yeah. Like, I would imagine it'd be a terrible thought to think, well, if he achieves this, it's going to be partly my fault and everything is horrible. Like, that would be a really bad feeling. Yeah, I actually think the moments of lucidity are probably the worst parts of it. Is like when, for example, when he's yeah. having a conversation with Sylvanas, where it's like, like you're saying he's going to force me to do that. And she's like, well, yeah. <laughs> and because you can see that he was just like beaten down in that situation where he's just like. Each time he dominates my will, I feel myself slipping further away. So, yeah, I think that's probably the worst of it is just knowing he can't escape the situation. So, hey, I'm kind of happy that we rescue him. But at the same time. After having played the PTR, he's in a rough spot at the moment, which is totally to be expected. Totally to be expected. So yes, <laughs> yeah. The the fact that we're even like going to rescue him and then we're like shaking him, like "Come on, Andrew, t- t- tell us what you know." He's like, "Dude, stop it! Leave me alone! I got stuff to do." With. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, I, I get it. Like Andrew probably is like, "Yeah, I'd love to save reality, but like, I can't tie my shoes right now. Leave me alone." Like. <laughs> Yeah. Getting out of bed I've is a process. I've hit a wall in life and I'm done right now. <laughs> so you want to remake reality? Remake reality. Oh, what do I care? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Would you say that he hits a breaking point finally after everything? 
Uh, honestly, I think he is, from what I can see, is he's he needs a moment to process. He's like, I've been through worse. Like, it was bad. It was bad. Like, I'm, I was going to chalk it up as number one, number two. It, it, it's bad. But he's like, all right, I've been through worse. And like he says, just like it's like that quest tech said, he's like, he has to remind himself that he's still here. He survived. He's going to be okay. And strangely enough, it took a pep talk from pep, pep talk from Sylvanas to get him there, which is, you know, the cause of some of his uh, really bad days. Arathi. True. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wasn't a good day. It was all her. Yeah. So do I think he's going to pull through? Yes. I think we're going to get old man Anduin. I totally. Yep. We're going to get he old thinks. man Anduin. I think plot armor is in full effect here. Okay. Uh, you don't think they're going to recon that at all? I mean, they obviously could, but in from what I've seen uh, from retcons, other than like the super, super early stuff from Warcraft 1, like literally the RTS where they didn't early, know early, right. what they were talking about, uh, and, and Warcraft 2 a little bit, but once Warcraft 2 came out, thing they, they kind of had a story there. It wasn't just random crap that they were making up. Um, the biggest retcon con they ever pulled was never made it to the game, and that was Medan. Right. I don't think... 404. Yeah, I don't think they're going to do that <laughs> one. I don't think they're going to pull no. that one. So, I I genuinely think that that comic was released, and we saw Old Man Anduin for a reason. Because, I mean, that was Legion time frame. That's not even that old at this point. So, considering that we, we just found out that Argus may be the reason that we're even in the right. damn Shadowlands. <laughs> they put that comic there for a reason. They they yeah. knew that we were going to Shadowlands. By the, I mean, unless they just pulled that crap out their butt, and they're like, make Argus do it. They're like, what? Argus? <laughs> Since some someone in a staff meeting one day sitting around the round table had to explain, well, if we pump a titan full of death magic, they'll go to the realm of death, kind of like the Dreadlords. And like, Dreadlords? What are you talking about? Dreadlords are demons. They go to the, they go to the fell. No, they're not really demons. They're actually from the realm of death. And they're like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of the community's reaction. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that was the thing that I, I remember. Uh, that was like the original Council of Beers fall that we had where, where yeah. like, all four of us were going like, friggin' Cybernathrius is the original Dreadlord. And Manny's like, no, he's not. <laughs> 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 See, Manny? I remember. And we didn't go to the Emerald Dream, so it's fine. Like, like, yeah, <laughs> I was wrong, too. So it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, so you got any more here, here's what I'm curious about is. So Anduin's a priest, right? We've seen how powerful he is with the light. He's a priest that can use a sword. Can you use a sword? Can you equip a sword, Allie? No, not yeah. as a priest. No, mm, yeah. no. see, I was talking about me personally. I'm like, I could, I mean, I, it, it would be clumsy, but I'm I meant, sure I could if I need to. I meant to. Nobella. I meant Nobella. Can <laughs> Nobella use a sword? <laughs> no, she cannot, unfortunately. <laughs> I'd be cool though, right? <laughs> it really would. I've seen some really cool sword transmogs. I'm like, I want to use this on her. I'm working priest sword. Mm. Anyways, um, but we've also <laughs> seen glimpses of shadow, you know, from that little shadowy trundle trundle slipping out of his sleeve at the end of before the storm novel remember that yeah Yeah, yeah, it's kind of slipping out there um and then the (laughs) basically uh the old god seemingly trying to mess with his mind during the 8.3 cinematic with rathion now there's all the stuff with the jailer all he's being forced to do and like you mentioned during that cinematic little chat with solana sir 
He feels himself slipping away, becoming hollow, blah, blah. So we know now that Anduin lives through all this, but what's he going to be like? I mean, are we, is he going to snap and we get Shadow Priest Anduin? Is he just going to be a broken Anduin for a while? Is he going to pull together quickly and maybe somehow this all ages him and that's why we get Old Man Anduin? Like, what, what version of Anduin are we getting? Where are they going with him? Well, at this point, I'm going to go ahead and say we are 99.9% guaranteed to be going to the Dragon Isles next. Okay? Yes. Right? I agree. So, if we're going to the Dragon Isles, what are we going to get? We're going to get Medros's favorite character, Rathion. So, yes. <laughs> Rathion is be in charge. Rathion is going to be playing the He's going to be playing the role of old Kangar. No. Yes, actually. He's going to be like champions. My name is Jason Momo. I'm in Rathion. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> and we're all going to be like, hey, Rathion looks good. Because they're probably going to update his model even more. Because it's like, you know, dragons. I don't know how I can get much better, but sure, why not? Add a little more muscle to him. Jack him up. Jason Momo. <laughs> yeah, but then if you do too much muscle, then it turns me off. But that's just me personally. Anyways. I get it. <laughs> yeah. I understand. So, yeah. No, I mean, they're just going to be like, oh, what's going on, Rathion? And then, you know. Uh, Anduin, he's gonna have a uh, he's gonna have an awakening within him, and then it's gonna be he's like, hey, Gin, was this what you're talking about? I'm hooking up with Rathion. Yeah. So there you go. That's what's gonna happen. <laughs> I'm sure that's exactly what Ken wanted. We know it works. For, um, it worked for Shaw and uh, and Flynn. So let's do this. Yeah. Like, let's let's go. If they're just gonna be like just a little bit off to the side in one of the novels, put that shit in the game. Come on, do it. True. Do it, Blizzard. Yep. Do it. See, I've been really <laughs> convinced for a while now that he is going to eventually turn into Shadow Priest because they keep dropping these little hints. But now after all this thing, stuff with the jailer, like I just I don't know anymore. Like part of me wonders if it's just going to drive him more into the shadow side. And part of me thinks he might have some like weird mix, almost like a discipline priest, but more tentacles. I don't know. Yeah. yeah OK. And. So when I say he's going to have himself an awakening with Rathion, I'm actually not joking. I actually think that he is going to hang out with Rathion. Rathion is going to like help him embrace who he really is. Uh, he is probably going to actually say, dude, you don't have to be so rigid in your thinking. You don't have to be light, 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 light. You can go a little bit over here. It's fine. And you can actually, I could easily see him more as a discipline priest. Right? Discipline priests are great. Right? And then they do that little shadow man thing where they're like, wow, big heel. But you got a little dot on you. Ooh. <laughs> right? That right. Kind of so, yeah. And I, th- I think he he probably will embrace kind of like a much more of a, a discipline side of things. And obviously, he's not 100% a priest because he is a shadow man. And he's in plate armor, for God's sake. So, yeah. what the frick is he? We, I don't know. Like a paladin, but not. Yeah, he's a paladin that doesn't basically... He, he really is kind of a paladin that hasn't called himself a paladin yet. He's still very much like a Turalian that's like, I'm a priest, but I'm wearing plate armor and wielding a sword. So, I don't know. That's kind of where I'm, I'm seeing the Dragon Isles go. They're probably going to like... I can see this. There's going to be some Galacron craziness because, I mean, why not? It's dragons. Yeah. Bring back Galacron. Yeah. It'll be great. And then Rathion's going to be like, oh, we got to like kill all the black dragons again. Or, or, or maybe it'll be like, instead of that, he'll be like, I made a mistake. Bring him back. Undead dragons. <laughs> <laughs> Bring him <them> back. <laughs> it's like, Galacron was right. 
Undead dragons all around. We're doing that. <laughs> I don't freaking know. It'd be great. And then Rathiel would be like, like, yeah, yeah, that'd be great. And then Anduin would be like, like, no, no, that's not good at all. Like, let's, and he's like, he's like, listen, no, shh, shh, shh. It's okay, Anduin. Just embrace it. It's fine. And Anduin would be like, okay, this sounds fun. Yeah, there you go. I don't know where I was going with that, but it sounded fun. <laughs> it does sound fun. I have no idea where you're going with that either, but it, yes, it does sound fun. It's kind of like Michael Scott. Sometimes I'll start a sentence and I don't even know where it's going. I just hope I find it along the way. Like an improv conversation. An improvisation. And you just, you just keep talking. You expect it to go somewhere. This time it didn't. Yep. This is true. Yeah. You just keep talking. You just, think, you just hope things happen. And this time you're just like, PowerPoint, 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 PowerPoint. <laughs> I just watched that one recently. <laughs> well, if you, do you have anything else to add? And when wise speculations on where they're taking him or. I think Anduin is going to play much more of an actual role, not just a like, oh no, damsel in distress, like he kind of is right now. Right. Because he's not really a role. He's just like, the jailer shows up and Anduin's like, hey, I'm here. He doesn't say anything. He's just like, eh, eh, eh. so, I mean, there's no story. There's no real, there's no dialogue. There's no, no, nothing interesting there. I mean, other than when he dropped the pocket watch. No, no. Wait, I did it. Damn it. You did it to me. <laughs> Why did you do that? That was all you. I said nothing. <laughs> that was you. You had that in my head. When you dropped the compass, everybody. Now he's rubbing off on me with a stupid pocket watch. It's a pocket watch. No, it's not. It's a compass. <laughs> it's what you get from pickle cupcakes. Yeah, there you go. That's my. That's, my. <laughs> that's what I get. Anyway. God, what the shit was I going with that? <laughs> Oh, that's what I'm saying. I don't even know anymore. I'm thinking in the next expansion, he's going to play much more of like an actual story uh, role somewhere around along those lines where, you know, like I said, I, I actually think they will have much more of a mists vibe in the expansion. And they, right. they may even, re, you know, relive the whole, you know, Rathion Anduin bromance, like I was saying. And that'd be great. Do it. Yeah, that would be good. I agree. Well... I think we're going to move on to the other part of this episode because our wonderful listeners, we wanted to bring them into this episode. Start with you off with you all being involved in the Discord, which can be found at discord.livelaughlore.com. I gave you a list of NPCs from Warcraft and I asked everyone to share which covenant an unbroken arbiter construct would place them in, you know, sorting hat style. We got more answers, well, more in-depth answers than I was expecting. So we're going to go through the list. I'm not going to read every single answer. We're kind of picking and choosing that kind of thing. But uh, we're going to share where people think these NPCs belong. We'll share our thoughts. We'll share some of your answers. And it's going to be a fun time. All right. And, of course, I'm the one doing show notes, so I had to start with Flynn Fairwind. Mm, you did, didn't you? Mm-hmm. He's, my, he's my boy. I got I to. Gotta. Mm-hmm. Yep. Where do you think Flynn would go? Flynn. Flynn Fairwind. I honestly think if I had to choose between one of the four, uh, where are we going with uh, Flynn? He is going to be going to shoot Flynn. He's having a good old time. Great old time. You know, he's just he's a good guy. So, so you know what? Put him in Maldraxxus because that's where good guys go. So bam. Good, guy, good guys go to Maldraxxus. <laughs> 
And also apparently freaking Kiltazud for some other reason. I don't know how the hell he got himself in a Beltraxis. <laughs> that still bothers you. <laughs> I, I think if you turn yourself into a lich, you like get a free pass. I think it's like the whole rationale That there. could be. That could be. Yeah. It's just like, oh, phylactery, Maldraxxus. And they're like, shit. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what it was. Sure. <laughs> For Flynn, I at first I was like, Revendreth, because there's some there's some aspects of Revendreth I could see working out for, you know, sneaky sneak types and, and rogue types and that kind of thing. But then I thought more about it and I'm thinking Maldraxxus. I think they'd be a better fit for him. Yeah, I mean, they had the I house of eyes before, like all the house of eyes. Yeah. 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 And sage color Vanderlyle. Vanderlyle. Sorry, I totally butchered that. Uh, both put him into Maldraxxus as well. Uh, Cerise said Bastion because Flynn puts the greater good first. No, he doesn't. He puts the rum first. And that's why he's a yes, good guy. Yes, he that's does. Why Jackson's. That's why I like him. <laughs> <laughs> now, I had to read DeCourse's answer because I thought it was really fun. I said, hard to see him anywhere other than the open seas. I sort of wonder if he'd become a broker if that the thing that can happen. Sailing their big ass barges around the in-between looking for booty. I actually like that answer. Good, good I like job. that one. Yeah, good job, your course. I don't think he became, can become a broker, but maybe he could work for the brokers. Gold star. I'll give <laughs> you a gold star if that's a thing. I don't know. It's yeah. a thing. I, d- I declare it. I declare. <laughs> I do declare. <laughs> All right. Karen Bloodhoof. Where do you put Karen? Karen. I am going to throw him into, honestly, Earth Mother. I'm going Ardenwield. I'm going Ardenwield. Yeah. I was feeling Ardenwheel too for, you know, Earth Mother and I could see him enjoying the wild hunt and all that, which is what Vanderlyle says. Well, it just, it felt like a good fit for him, I think. For me, I mean, after just having done this and hanging out with Holden High Mountain, it just felt right. Yeah, it felt very right. I will, like, so Maldrax got a vote and Bastion got a couple votes, which I found interesting. I could see Bastion potentially working out, but I think he'd be more comfortable in Ardenwheel. I agree. I agree. I mean, I am much more comfortable in Ardenwield than I am in Bastion, but I mean, Bastion had a good, a good storyline. I, I like the Bastion storyline. He did, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ardenwield. I mean, Ardenwield just had like a, hey there, Jin. You want to feel feels? Enjoy. <laughs> that, that's their, yep. that's their covenant storyline. It's true. It's true. All right. If I do Flynn, I have to do Matthias Shaw. I, for a while, I was trying to do Alliance Horde, Alliance Horde. That's why. I, He's not next to Flynn. And uh, number three. But number three, we have Matthias Shaw. Uh, what do you think for Matthias? Oh, Matthias is easily Maldraxxus. Like, yeah. Like, this isn't even a question for me. He yeah. is like, he'll be the next Baron for the House of Eyes. Let's put it that way. Like, that is the perfect fit. That is that is who he is. He has a life of shadows. He, he is all about freaking everything. I mean, he could be next Mr. Scorpion Face. Put it that way. He's the next Margrave. Bam. <laughs> Get in line yeah. with uh, Lady Vaj, but I mean, I okay. he can take her out. He'll fine. be a Baron and Vaj can be the Margrave because I don't know. Mar- Vaj is pretty cool too. <laughs> yeah, that's true. She, she has become way cooler in death than she ever was in life. I'll put it that way. <laughs> yes. Yes. That is, that's yeah. Very true. Very true. Yeah. I I thought Maldrax was a super, super easy choice for him. House of Eyes all the way. And others thought Maldraxxus. I think someone said House of Rituals at one point. That might have been for someone else. I read some of my answers. I don't know. Um, but Sarif, who you know, put Flynn and Bastion, did say, and I have to share this, 
He is spending eternity with Flynn and you can't change my mind. So Cerise got him going to Bastion. I mean, that's fun. fine. I, I like it, but I put them both in Aldraxxus, so it still works. <laughs> they're still they're still together. They're still happy together. So happy together. Yep. And I'm I'm sharing I'm sharing Flip with Matthias. It's fine. I like Matthias too. It's good times. You and me. I don't remember the lyrics. But <laughs> So happy Please keep that in the episode. <laughs> I can't see me love nobody but you. I'm like, there you go. There you go. I remember the chorus. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, that's that was Flynn singing to Matthias, and Matthias was like, Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> Stop, please. I think it'd be slightly more slurred. And his dance would be a little more stumbly, but he would totally have it. I mean, a couple more beers, I could probably, you know, recreate it. But. <laughs> you could. You could indeed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is kind of 2024, whatever the frick this is going to happen. COVID. Oh, gosh, I miss BlizzCon. Anyways, Princess Solange. <laughs> Let's not go down that road. Princess Solange, what do you think? Bastion. I'm going Bastion. Yeah. Why Bastion? I'm going Bastion because she puts, you know, uh, if you think about the, the tradition uh, and everything, like the, if you think about like she was raised in a royal family, you know, basically she was brought up in this whole hierarchical structure. She, you know, she's the queen. Da, da, da. She also worshiped the Loa and that connection there. So she's got a, I mean, that's the, this is one thing. I'm still saying Bastion. But you could make a really good argument for Ardenweald, too, because of the connection to the Loa there. Interesting. I hadn't considered Loa, which is silly that I did not consider that. I actually am struggling with where to put her. And so there's some there's some good points made in Discord. A couple of votes for Ravendrath because of her strong sense of pride and desire for vengeance. Yeah, okay. <laughs> which at the height of things, like I get that. Uh, Basham also got a vote because of her devotion to her people. Yeah, that's, that's kind of what I was saying. But the, the Arden Wheel with Loa and everything, I can see that too. I mean, she might just she's, she's she might be stuck with Bonsomni for a while. You never know. Yeah. So Dracorus was saying Maldraxxus just for sheer badassery. And then goes on to say, though I reckon she might do something before she dies that would be nece- that would necessitate Revdreth Pershaw's rising. She has some major revenge issues that she may not process healthily. Yeah, that's I can see that too. Uh, like when she's at her like peak of, you know, being well adjusted and whatnot, I can see Ardenwield working for her. Yeah, I I genuinely think that wow, where man. they are going with the story is Talanji and Bonsomni are no they're not gonna be in that unhealthy like the dad just kind of forced it on her relationship. I think eventually Bonsomni is going to be the Loa of Kings. Because she chose it, not because of issues, right? Either that yeah. or Vol'jin is going to come back as the new Loa of Kings, and Vol'jin's going to be like, what are you talking about? Well, somebody's awesome. I've worshipped him my entire life, so we're kind of like simpatico, right? So it's going to be... <laughs> so, I don't know. Uh, somebody, in my opinion, will be elevated above all other Loa uh, to the Zandalari one way or the other. And uh, in her death, if that does happen. I think Bonsomni will reward that and she'll be yeah. in the other side. There you go. That's where I think she I like that. I actually think yeah. Yeah. 
the more I talk about it, the more I realize, yeah, she's going to be technically an Ardenweald, but really she's just going to be hanging out with Blood Zombie, not the Winter Queen, because they don't really get yeah, along. Yeah, a little pocket dimension. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can't see Talanji. I can see maybe them being able to coexist, but not be hunky-dory together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she'll show up to Ardenweald technically, but Blonde Zombie's going to be like, uh-huh, Queenie, she's with me. Come then, this way. Step this way. <laughs> and this Winter Queen's going to be like, sure. <laughs> you, you go ahead and she's like, ah, there we go, Blonde Zombie. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's, honestly, if I were to write the story, that's how I'd do it. Especially if you wanted to weave Vol'jin back in there with the whole, you know, hey, spoilers, uh, kind of melding him with the essence of Razan and all that kind of stuff. And wild Right, scene, yeah. Like, yeah, Vol'jin was down with Bwonsamdi his entire life. He was a shadow yep. hunter devoted to Bwonsamdi. So, you know, why wouldn't the whole thing be all kind of like, yeah. Because I don't even, I, I can't see Vol'jin trying to put himself above Bwonsamdi. He'd be like, sure, you can like no. incorporate me in this whole, like I'm a Loa thing, right? I got Razan kind of in me. But no, Bwonsamdi, Bwonsamdi's the man. That's kind of where I'm I at. want Talanji to live a long life. Don't get me wrong. I like, you know, she's she's a good, strong female lead, and I want her to live a long life. But I hope when she dies, somehow we see it play out in game, just for the excuse to get more Blonde Somdi lines. Yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> I'd like that too. I love Blonde Somdi. All right, let's move on to Gen Greymane. Mm, I'm gonna go with Rev <laughs> Dude's got some issues. Is it for the same reasons as Talanji with the pride and stuff? Because there are some others in the Discord who agreed with that. It's, it's, no, it's revenge. It's his, it is his, it's a lot like Kael'thas. Kael'thas was like, Arthas ruined everything for me. I killed the son. Like, you know, it's that, you know, he's got all this complex of like, you know, the worgen ruined my people. You know, everyone has crapped on my kingdom its entire existence. Sylvanas took my son. I'm going to get my revenge. It's revenge, 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 revenge. I can see General Draven having long talks with old Grant Gen Greymane <laughs> for a long time. Um, and Draven just like, oh, God, this guy. He just. <laughs> he's exhausting. But, yeah. 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 I don't, I don't think you're going to convince me anywhere, but, but Revendreth. And let's say, OK, let's let's play it out and say, OK. He successfully atoned for his issues in Revendreth. Because honestly, I think Gen is the kind of person that would eventually atone for it. He'd move on. He would. He's not, he would. He's not the uh, straight to the mall with you. Um, I think he would probably go to Bastion at that point. Interesting. Why Bastion? Oh, honestly, anyone in a noble family just feels like they're like, oh, duty above all else. Blah, 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 blah. Right? That's just what it feels like to me. <laughs> okay. Okay. Where do, you think so, you, where do you think it would go? You know, originally I was like straight to Hardenweald. That seemed like a natural fit with me. You know, everything with the, the worgen and the more animal side, um, joining the wild hunt and some of the backstory of the worgens and whatnot. Like it just, to me, Ardenweald felt like a very natural thing, but a lot of good points were made for Revendreth between what you were saying and uh, Vanderlyle was saying atoning for his turning his back on the lines and then Ardenweald. And I, I think pretty highly of Gen because again, worgen. But I can see the point being made for him going to Revendreth first, atoning, and then going to Ardenweald. I think that'd be my pick. Okay. Yeah, yeah the whole Worgen thing, I, I can see that there. That works. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not, not going to argue with that one too much. But yeah, 
anyone of nobility, I just go, bitch, you. Because it's like, you're a stuffy old codger. <laughs> like, yeah. Gotcha. I, I got a problem with nobility. Probably why I'm like, eh, and I, Yeah, I, I, I get that. I get that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Zakan. Zappy boy. Zappy boy. Uh, so I can see the Arden Wheel chilling with Bonsomni. They've got a couple boats there. Yep, yep. Bastion, Energize, You know what? He's going to Maldraxxus. Going to Maldraxxus. Really? You were the only person to say that. Why? Why Maldraxxus? I'm going to... Hey, did you watch Did you watch the Battle for Azeroth cutscene? Hmm? Did you watch the Battle for Azeroth cutscene? Yeah. Yeah. Where he's yeah. like, yeah, let's do this. Bah, 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 bah. <laughs> he starts to say, there's a that, reason. That was pretty awesome. Here's Good the point. Yeah. The name's Happy Boy. All right. And he yeah. was, and he, he was hanging out with Sarafang a lot. And he's like, he's like, he's like, hey, man, my dad was telling stories about you. How you'd be like cutting like 19 people down with one swing. Right. And he's like, yeah, AOE caps back in the day were amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what he said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and Zakan was just, he was learning from him. And he's just, you know, he's come a long way. He went from being like this slow little guy to hanging out with, you know, Sarafang to, you know, going, going no pauldrons, all that kind of thing. You know, took the pauldrons off with him and then went back. And then, you know, Sylvanas did the For the Horde. Ah, For the Horde. Right. And Zakan was like, yeah, For the Horde. So, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and put him in Maldraxxus because he's a cool dude and cool dudes go Maldraxxus. That is my. <laughs> I mean, and yeah, Zakan's got kind of like a little thing with Bonsomni, but it's not, it's not like super, you know, close. He's just like, okay, I'm putting up with you. <laughs> like, I, I read Shadows Rising and they didn't seem to be all that, that hunky-dory kosher because, I don't know, there also seemed to be like a point where, if we're going to talk about it, Bonsomni for a second, how Bonsomni was showing, you know, um, Sorrowfang in a beautiful field of like, Oh, it's great. <laughs> I don't think that's what happened to Sarofang. I'm pretty sure Bonsomni was lying to him. So, yeah. So, uh, I don't think they're like super best frenzies or anything. So, yeah. Uh, he goes to Maldraxxus. Maldraxxus for life. I can see that. It's hard because he doesn't, he doesn't seem quite as, what would be the way to describe, hard around the edges, like some of the other people who go to Maldraxxus because he does, you know, maybe it's because, you know, some shamanistic and whatnot, but I think between Maldraxxus and Ardenwield, he probably does fit Maldraxxus a little better. I have a hard time with him. I feel like either one could be possible, but yeah, I think I think you're onto something, Maldraxxus. You know, just like cool guys don't look at explosions, cool guys go to Maldraxxus. And obviously, if I like the character and I don't know where to put you, obviously I'm going to throw you in Maldraxxus. Yeah. Oh, hope you like it because that's where you're going apparently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's not a bad place to be. I mean, it's a little stanky once you get used to the, you know, Marileth and all his blighty goodness. Got to get over that. Um, and you also got to get over the fact that the land is apparently alive a little bit. You got to pull hairs out of it for things. and It's a little weird, but hey, we throw some damn good parties put it that way. I mean... Revendreth, I think that's for some good parties, but nah, no, no, it's all about super random side note on that. Super random side note, and this could be a whole other topic some other time. I heard on Lore Watch they were saying that supposedly the realms of the of the um, Shadowlands are 
the first ones who have died. Could have been. So Maldraxxus could be potentially a first one who has died or gone extinct or something. And that's why it seems alive and why it has like pustules of things and. Oh, yeah. It's straight up a dead references body. to being a dead body like that could potentially be a first one's dead body. Yeah, it's got is what they were talking about. It's got bones. Whole other topic. It's got flesh. It's got hair. Yeah. It's got bile. It's it's got it's all like, the gross stuff. Like, is that why we don't see the first ones? Because they became their bodies became I don't know. death realms. I don't know. I'm gonna say no, but it could have been. <laughs> Sorry, that's a super random tangent. I just I read I heard that just the other day. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I mean, this is a random episode, so it's cool. We're good yeah, to go. Fine. Fantastic. Fine. All right. Anyways, uh, <laughs> do you want to move on to the next one? <laughs> Where are we at? Vindicator Maraud. Vindicator Maraud. There it is. Number seven. Vindicator Maraud. Um, wow. Where do I think he's going? Mm, 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 mm. I'm throwing him in Bastion because in the light, we are one. I mean, if Uther went to Bastion, yeah. good old, good old Vindicator Maraud, he went to Bastion as well. I agree. I feel like Bastion's a pretty easy pick for him. Now, I mean, a couple points were made, you know, for Maldraxxus. You know, Dracor said, have you seen that guy swing a hammer? That's pretty good. He can swing it from at Bastion. It's fine. He has a beautiful purple hammer. That's all I'm going to say. It's beautiful. Yorel liked it, too. That's what she said. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just trying not to die at the moment. (laughs) <laughs> but there's reasons we don't do this on video. <laughs> yep. Um, anyways, Sage Kohler is putting him. I'm just moving on because I will get super distracted as I already am. Um, Sage Kohler is putting him in Revendreth and says, don't forget, Murad was supposed to escort a bunch of civilians to safety, but sent them on their own to their death because he was seeking vengeance. Now, I'm going to defend against the Sage Kohler because he was not trying to send them to their death. He was convinced that that way was safe and that they would be safer going down that safe route. And then he can fight off everyone while they can make it to safety. He did not know he was saying them to their death and that it was not safe. All right. So I'll, I will also come to Mara's defense here and say, okay, watch that video where he talks about it. Specifically the Warbringers, I believe. Warbringers Marad okay. talks about him. Lords of War. Lords, Lords of, of War. War. Yeah, there you go. Lords of War. And if you really see how awful he feels about that, do you think anyone who went to Revendreth felt awful about their decisions that they made? No. The point of going there is that you thought you were right. Marad doesn't think he was right. No. He 100% knows he made the wrong decision. And that's basically saying, hey, if you ever screwed up, you need to go to Revendreth, but you're going to be there for nine seconds because you're going to show up and you're going to see your sinstone and you're going to go, yep, that was awful. Yep, that was awful. Yep, that was awful. Yep, that was awful. And you're going to be like, yeah, okay, I'll atone for like whatever I have to do because that was bad. Where, and then I'll go to Bastion. Whereas <laughs> what actually happens is someone like Kael'thas shows up and he's like, bitch, I did the right thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's the difference. True. I did it for my people. We talking about. <laughs> and Marad's over there going, I got my people killed. I'm really sorry about that. Like, I have to live with this burden every single day. Yeah. He, he atones daily for mm. just carrying around that weight. And then he died. 
And then he went to Bastion. Uh, so, and then he got to forget about it. So Bastion. So even a better yes. reason to go to Bastion. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. He doesn't have to think about it. Mm-hmm. Because they forgot. All right. It's in the Hall of Memories somewhere. It's just yes. filed away. And I don't understand why they kept those memories when they wanted people to forget. Ropes. That's a whole different That's story. Why. They kept it for ropes, for rope reasons, just to check it against the rope. Because they're like, yep. is this right? Okay. Okay. <laughs> we just use ropes to explain away everything that makes no sense. <laughs> Gallywix, <laughs> number eight. Reverend Justin. <laughs> we'll go with Reverend Justin. Yeah. I think everyone pretty much says Revendreth. Um, well, okay. Kara wants to set him straight to the Maw. Oh. Eh. <laughs> Pe- Pelagos is the Arbiter now. And Galarus is still technically alive. I believe. Yeah. Yeah, Galarus. Well, yes, but... So... Yep. We're going with... But this question was based off of Arbiter Construct. and no, okay, Arbiter, Arbiter Construct. Construct. Yes. Yeah. Still Revendreth. <laughs> like... Yeah, she she does say she decided to give him a chance to atone in Revendreth first. Yeah, but I mean, does he ever atone? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. No. I don't know. I don't think he thinks he's done anything wrong. He stays in Revendreth. So Shantyman says, I don't know how Gallywix goes anywhere other than Revendreth. Commercializing the planet's blood? Pretty high in my atonement meter. Yeah. Sorry, I was laughing at the Vanderlyle's answer for the next character. Oh, we're not there yet. <laughs> That's good. We're on shanties. <laughs> good job, Vanderlyle. It's very funny when we get to it. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, Gallywicks. Uh, yep. yep. Revendreth. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Seems like a natural fit. Feels like a very yeah. natural fit. Um, okay. Let's let's play. Let's let's go ahead and take it to its next evolution. Where are they going next? Are they staying in Revendreth to help others to atone for their sins of greediness, or are they moving on to somewhere else? I feel like he's going to stay in Revendreth and try to get buddy buddy with Daddy D, become one of his lackeys or whatever. Yeah, I think honestly, him staying in Revendreth and becoming a Venthyr is the only thing that makes sense for him. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. Yeah, just just wanted to see if there was anything beyond that. Because it's like mm, there's some people that definitely is, and it's worth talking about for Gallywix. Though I don't, I don't see him any because I just I don't. Garrosh stayed in Ravenrath because he never atoned. Yeah, yeah, no, he never. I atoned. don't see Gallywix ever atoning. No, no, I don't. I don't because that's atoning. just that's his lifestyle. I mean, well, I mean, okay, we're gonna defend old, old Gary for a second here. Did they even give him a chance to atone? Because they were just using him as a reliable workhorse. Like they weren't using. He him was as- just a reliable workhorse. I feel because the- I don't know based on what he was saying at the end there. Like, yeah, but he never had to have General Draven therapy session. Right? They just they were just sucking the anima. True. Out of him. True. Yeah. I mean, General Draven is very convincing. He's he's that's a very good looking guy. I'm just saying. Like, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, hey there, Gary. I'm going to make you question a lot of things about yourself. <laughs> a lot of things. <laughs> and that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> There's no shame here. Wow. No. No No shame. Nope. Should we go on to the next one? Sure, because I was already laughing about it. So let's go. <laughs> Tiffin Rin. Tiffin. You want to say what you're laughing at? Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll read Vanderlyle's answer. 
She's probably a Disney character in Ardenweald. <laughs> it's possible. She's probably... What was, what's the squirrel's name? Chufu? <laughs> Chufa. 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 That's probably Tiffin. There you go. Maybe. <laughs> For all we know. <laughs> I mean, Tiffin doesn't strike me as someone who's like led like the really amazing, wonderful life of lots of anima and all that kind of stuff. If that's what we're... Right. Right. So she's definitely not going to... Uh, she's definitely not going to Revendreth because she was like one of those nobility creatures, kind of like a... They probably modeled her after Princess Diana because she was supposed to be like, oh, I love like the, the poor and I, like, I really like my people and the people right. really liked her. And then like the paparazzi killed her, the people, right? The people's queen, I, yeah. Rock to the head, you know. Stone. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, all that. Uh, okay, uh, so if we're going to choose between the other three, if, again, uh, if I can't say just like, Tiffin went to Tiffin realm, right? Because I don't really know where Tiffin's go. We don't have enough information of Tiffin. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't. All right. So what, I, what I'm going to do here is I'm going to say Tiffin is going to go to whatever realm I think Anduin would have gone to because that's what Varian said is you got a lot of your mother in you. So without all this weird trauma, because Tiffin never had any of that weird trauma, I think Anduin probably would have gone to Bastion. Probably. So I'm going to go ahead and put Tiffin in Bastion as well. I can see that. I can see that. And it's not now. It's not like she's super like obsessed with duty. I mean, for all I know, she could have become a forsworn for a moment there, but <laughs> I don't know. Well, and so Sage Sage Kohler makes the point that she would be forsworn because she would not be able to absolve herself of previous memories and sympathies for others. Oh, well, see, I didn't even read that part. You and me, right there, Sage Kohler. She could have been forsworn. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It's just. She seems like someone who, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, the the only thing that we have to go off of is kind of like the life of Anduin and the fact that Varian said you got a lot, like you basically, you're your mom. Right? You're not me, you're your mom, right? So if you go with that, you kind of have to go, where would they probably go in Bastion? And, and yeah, I don't know if she would be able to give up uh, her memories. I don't know. I mean... The only other place that we could put her is Maldraxxus, because Draca. <laughs> I mean, maybe, but I mean, Dracorus makes the point that she's not really warlike that we know of, so... Yeah, it's true. Maybe not Maldraxxus. She's not warlike, but it, you know, she got smacked in the head while protecting her baby. So, kind of what happened. But yeah, Draca was actually a <laughs> warrior uh, when she got killed. Yeah. She, uh, she, yeah. she was. So, I don't... Well, I, think, I, think you're, I think Bastion. I think you're right. Yeah. I can see it. Yeah, we'll go with Bastion. Yeah. So how about Orgrim Doomhammer? Maljaxxus, duh. <laughs> yeah. So Maljaxxus, he's probably there right now. We just don't know it. Yeah. It's uh, everyone pretty said Maldraxxus. <laughs> like, so Sri said, Orgrim is definitely Maldraxxus and Draka will slap him for not killing Gul'dan. Yeah. Like, that's, I like that. That's probably why we didn't see Orgrim is because Draka double killed him because of Gul'dan. <laughs> right. Right. So, yeah. Uh, it's it's very much one of those like you're an idiot and she's yeah. so do you think he'd have to go to Revendreth first because there was a suggestion in the Discord that he might need to go there first I <laughs> no Lady Vosh got there without going to Revendreth so no he's going. true I mean he's just uh, he didn't I don't know Ogrim Doomhammer if we're going off of 
you know, Warcraft 2, Warcraft, you know, uh, Rise of the Horde, um, and all that, you know, the, all the novels specifically, he doesn't strike me as, as like, he's not a black hand, right? Black hand probably showed up. Right. Black, black hand probably had to go to Revendreth. Like, I'm not saying to the Maw with him. Oh, yeah. He's for not, sure. He's not Gul'dan. Gul'dan's going to the Maw, <laughs> just so you know. He's not great, but he's not Gul'dan either. <laughs> yeah, so he had to go to Revendreth, but nah, no, I mean, Especially like later in his life, the fact like like take Lords of the Clan, you know, he was kind of just kind of just freaking old hermit. Like he just he was almost like an Obi Wan Kenobi with a freaking death hammer or the Doom hammer. What yes, death hammer. What the freak right. am I talking about? <laughs> death, 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 death hammer. hammer. <laughs> That's even better. It's like Doom hammer plus <laughs> plus death. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm still saying Maldraxxus. I don't think he needs to go to Revenge. Yep, I agree. But why, to my, why haven't we seen him? Maybe he's just one of those random skeletons. Like, because, ah, you know, he didn't. Maybe. Because I feel like he'd have a better place than that, though. I don't know. He didn't kill Gul'dan. I don't know. Yeah. But that's how he yeah. got knocked down a few pegs. He's like, yeah, he'd be one of those random foot soldiers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just be a little minging over there. It's fine. So Thrall. Thrall. Where would you put Thrall? I don't know, because I have a better question. Where would you put Edmund Van Cleef? Mrs. Skippy K- Skip number 11. I scrolled a little too far. Don't <laughs> mind me. <laughs> hey, what about, what about Ivan Van Cleef? Where would you put him? Apparently, I don't care about Ivan Van Cleef. Uh, I'm putting Edward Van Cleef in Maldraxxus because that's where he belongs. I see Dracoris wanted to put him in Revendreth for like nine seconds because he didn't do anything wrong. And I agree. He didn't do anything wrong. So that's why he's just going to bypass that and go straight to Maldraxxus. Mm-hmm. Has eyes. Maybe the House of Constructs because it's kind of a builder, but really, in my opinion, I'm going to say House of Eyes. Much better fit for him. Uh, and yeah, he's, a, he's an amazing dude. Lap dogs, all of you. All of you. Right. That guy. <laughs> that was the first mate that said that, though. Really? I mean, in, yeah. Har- in Hearthstone, that's what he says. <laughs> he probably got it from his first mate. Oh, okay. Maybe maybe he's just copied. I'm just probably. I, back in the early days of Hearthstone, I played a lot of rogue decks, and Edward Van Cleef was one that of them. was also my favorite deck. You wanted to yeah. play him a lot, and whenever yes, you played you him, it was awesome. Whenever you played him, he buff him up to like a twenty nine twenty nine, and you're like, man, that was awesome. <laughs> uh, right? Yeah, he would say, "Left dogs, all of you." Right. That's what <laughs> To say. Do we want to actually read Dracoris's answer? I mean, sure. We can, I suppose. It's, it's pretty good. All right. So he says, Revendreth for 10 seconds, whereupon they'd realize he did nothing wrong and send him to the heaven with Blackjack and Hookers, which he may actually be where Flynn ends up taking the broker barge so they can compare notes on Shaw. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> I don't know which realm that would be. That's not in the realms we have listed. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. All right. That's so a whole different realm. He's going to be hanging out with Bender. There it is. I'm going to go build my own theme park with blackjack and hookers. In fact, forget the park. Yes, basically. <laughs> the realm for Bender. <laughs> mm-hmm. We create our own afterlives. Blackjack and hookers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kara's going to love that. All right. Uh, thrall. Thrall. Now we can do Thrall. Now we can do Thrall. Now we can do it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for this. All right. So 
Where is Green Jesus going? Mm. Mm -mm -mm. I'm gonna have to throw him. Yeah, I'll put him with Mama. It's fine. He'll hang out with Mama. Yeah. Not Daddy. We don't know where Daddy is. I I went back and forth <laughs> between Ardenwild and Maldraxxus. <laughs> Daddy sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, 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 it was harder for so Suri says thrall is hard. That's what she said. <laughs> I can see both Bastion for his service to both the Horde and Azeroth, but also Maldraxxus because he's a great warrior. I'm going to lean Maldraxxus because I want him to spend time with his mama. Yeah. yeah. I was torn between Arnwild and Maldraxxus, but I'm going to choose Maldraxxus ultimately because of Draco. And no one cares about Duratan because you're lame. So, yeah. Dracor says there's actually a decent argument for Revendreth for Thrall as he surely bears some blame for Garrosh. I think he lands there, moving on to his choice of Ardenwield, because of Shaman Lulu's, or Maldraxxus afterwards. Do you think he'd go to Revendreth first? No, because he could use the shamanism again. He's like, I got my doom hammer, and I feel better because I, I went to the mall, and then I was in Dorgas for a while, and now I can doom hammer it up with my shamanism because I don't feel bad about... I don't feel bad about Gary anymore because I killed that bitch because he was a bitch. <laughs> you know, that's so Jim has Metzen. a hat in his hand and he's twirling it around while talking about Doomhammer as if it was Doomhammer. Did you know that's what Chris Metzen's voice actually sounds like? They just do a lot of modulation. <laughs> they just like they add a lot of like EQ and things like that. So it's really weird. <laughs> he, go, he goes in no. the recording studio and he's like, listen up, you bitches. Come on now. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> whipping around his hat just like that so that's not. exactly what Chris did uh -huh. he's kind of like he's like I really liked Thor when I was a kid you know he would swing his hammer around and fly <laughs> so we're gonna give Thrall a big hammer <laughs> I don't even know what to say right now <laughs> I don't know wow alright <laughs> so Thrall is apparently going to Maldraxxus to hang out with his yeah. mom yeah I think ultimately that's, that's where he is I agree. Yeah. Bran Bronzebeard. Bran Bronzebeard. So Bran, it doesn't it doesn't have anywhere in here where they're going with what I was going with. So let's see. No, no, that's that's more of his brother. So no. Okay, so where's Bran going? Where am I gonna put him? Where am I gonna put him? Uh he's not going there. He's like Okay. He's a turkey one. Yeah, this is like, like, why are you throwing this curveball on me? It's like a curveball. So, Bran Bronzebeard, he's super into knowledge. He's like, yeah. he's like I want to find all the secrets and all the things like that. Frick, I, <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so while you're thinking about it, others struggled too, <laughs> which is really interesting. So, Sage Color said Bran would be a Forsworn, so going to Bastion, but would most likely be a li liaison with the brokers. Okay. I can see him hanging out with the brokers trying to glean some information. So, I, I get that. Vanderlyle says the Arbiter is making him a face scribe because of his desire for agent secrets. If that's not a choice, then he'll be the new paragon for of knowledge. So, Bastion. And then Dracor says, I could see him in Maldrax's House of Rituals. Lots to learn and uncover there. Though I bet he wouldn't last long before he did his evolve and try to make it to Xerath Mortis. You absolutely know that he would try to go to Xerath Mortis. Yeah. Sepulchro knowledge. Like, that's his thing. So based on these answers, I'm, yeah, I'm going to go with, if I have to choose between the four of 
Ram, well, I mean, the five, if I want to throw him to the mall, he's, a, he's not going to the mall. So Bram Bronzebeard is not going to the mall. I no, will he, fight you. Just, he's not going to the mall. That's okay. what I'm saying. He's not going to the mall. <laughs> okay, he's not going to the mall. That's obvious. Ardenwield? No. Uh, Bastion? No. <laughs> he's too much of a free spirit. All right. Okay. Who's not going to Bastion? Uh, so that leaves Maldraxxus and Ravendreth. Is he going to re- no, he's good. No, he's, no, he's not bad, dude. He's not going anywhere. So we're going to stick no. with Maldraxxus. House of Rituals. And yeah. So I think Jacoris is spot on with there. Yeah. Yeah. Out of, out of everything, it's the only one that even remotely makes any kind of sense. Yeah. It, and that's if we we're going with the original Four Realms. Yeah. And I think the real yeah. answer is he doesn't slot into any of the Four Realms. No, he doesn't go to any of them at all. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's, like, I mean, we know there's infinite realms. We just don't know information about them. So. Yeah. But yeah, none of these four are for him. The only way I can think of it is like he's like, uh, he's helping out Mechanicos and Bastion with something. But it's like, no, he's not really. I could see, I could see him and Mechanicos getting along. I mean, I, I could see, see him getting along, but that's more of a yeah. Magni before he turned Diamondy because he was all he he crafted the Ashbringer and kind of thing like that. Like that's where I was going with right. that. But then I was like, no, dummy, that's. It's Magni, not Bran. Bran's all about exploring yeah, and going Bran on adventures. Bran's to like it. But yeah, he is he is my explorer buddy. I mean, the only reason why I could, why it would even make sense for him to hang out with Mechanicos is the fact that he's like was like hacking the Titan stuff where he's like he's like, okay, I got in. Ho 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 shit, things are burning like twelve. God <laughs> hold on a second. Okay, so, so here's what we do. He goes to Mount Draxus, House of Rituals. But he joins them in this quest to go to Zareth Mortis as a representative of the House of Rituals. Okay, there we go. He's in Zareth Mortis. Boom. Boom. <laughs> All right, we got two more, and I thought these were pretty, pretty, pretty fitting to add here. Jaina. Jaina, okay. Um, there were some struggles to play, sir, so I'm curious okay. to see what you would Upon say. first glance, I'm going to say, cool characters go to Maldraxxus. Okay, so that's <laughs> that's where I'm going with. All right, Maldraxxus. Um, she's incredibly powerful. She, I would stick her into the House of Rituals, but most likely, um, she could probably take down, um, you know, Mrs. Sindane. Right? Definitely kick the crap out of a Kelthaz. Kelthazud. Mm-hmm. Kelthazud was an easy raid fight compared to Jaina. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna like okay. Let's, let's, let's like let's go through each one of them because I think I think Jaina deserves this. Okay, deserves a little bit of uh, respect to talk about each and every possibility. So Arden Wield, I think she's a hard no for Arden Wield. Number one, yeah, number one reason happening. why she's like she's no done with the dress. I don't want anything to do with Rose. Nope, mm-mm, mm-mm. nope. Yeah, heroes, you can deal with that. I'm gonna be over here in Maldraxxus. Unless she wants to join their fight against them and help me burn down Thros. I mean, that's possible. That's a possibility. That's possible. Okay. She, I can recruit her. It's fine. Yeah, yeah but she'll do it from Maldrax's side. Because, you know, yeah. Arden will be like, you know, it's like, you know, someone's going to be like busted into the, in the king's throne room. <laughs> and they're going to be like, like Aragorn going like, Arden will calls for aid. <laughs> <laughs> and then Draka's going to stand up and she's going to say, Maldraxxus and we'll answer them. <laughs> and then it's like the dramatic Ro- writers of Rohan music. Da, 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 da. You know, the beacons are lit. You know, you get the idea. 
Uh, so I like it. This yeah. is good. Jana will, will totally help out burning down uh, Thros, but she's going to be doing it as a representative of Maldraxxus. So let's like talk about Bastion for a second. I'm going to go with... Uh, no. No. Um, much like... Let's, let's say it actually like bring it into a couple of examples. Alexandra Mogram. I right. think her past and her memories make her a better her than if they were to strip those away from her. Right. Until they make her all angsty. Other than that, yes. Well, yeah, the angst is what drives her. It's it's almost like, <laughs> like okay, I play a warrior. Like right. I operate in I get rage. You. So I understand. So she's got a model yeah. bar and a rage bar. It's it works. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm just saying, so her memories and her attachments and things like that to uh, obviously Arthas and then like her family and her, her dad and all that kind of stuff, it, it all defines who she is and who she became. So yeah, to strip that away from her, would just feel stupid and wrong and dumb. Uh, so, so no, no bashing. <laughs> yes, we know the Archon was like, we're going to choose another path, but it's like that. No, we're, we're talking pre-broken Arbiter version. Okay. And finally, we're going to go with Revendreth. Um, honestly, this actually has a pretty pretty decent contender here. So <laughs> there's a chance that she could go to Revendreth. I'll put it that way. Um, she has a bit of a bone to pick with the Horde. True. She's uh, not particularly happy with uh, Garrosh. Um, so I'm just saying that might be a little bit of explosive relationship there. Wound up in the same realm. I'm just saying it could, could happen. Um, um, yeah, to say that she's got a lot to atone for, I'm like, not a ton. No, but not, she's no. got some. <laughs> Me, like a slight bit, not not much. Yeah, and that's the one thing is she does have the whole purging of Dalaran, right? That wasn't exactly the best. <laughs> Right? Yes. But it's not like the people that got killed were exactly 100% innocent. They were, they were, in many ways, they were all war criminals. But you know, let's split in hairs here. So, uh, Revendreth, in my opinion, has the, the you could, yeah, you, you could definitely make a good argument for her going to Revendreth for a while, but then eventually going to Maldraxxus. So, Dracorus, in terms of Revendreth, says, Revendreth and the Ma do not pass go, do not collect $200, what? She would have she should have smothered Arthas in his sleep by about page 50 of the Arthas novel. Um so I feel like you're uh, blaming the victim there a little bit there, Dracorus. So uh let's not do that. Um she was kind of like enthralled. She was uh she's kind of really into this this uh, beautiful blonde-haired boy all her life. And let's just say am, am I necessarily saying that she should have? Of course she should have. But love makes you do some crazy things. Love makes you do some very crazy things. And the fact that she is still into Arthas, yeah. It's not surprising. It really isn't. Like, No, it, it's not. It's not. Is it a good thing? Absolutely freaking not. <laughs> like, No. <laughs> that's like telling the trauma victim you really need to like serious like separation distance away from this person. They're like, oh, but I love him. Uh, yeah, I, I get it, but mm, yeah, so. But that's just me defending Jaina because Jaina is like probably my favorite character in all the Warcraft lore. So, <laughs> <laughs> so a couple other answers I want to share here because uh, obviously our next person is going to be Kegar, right? So Vanderlyle says, 
Maldrax's house of rituals because she is a mage and all she ever wanted to do was study. Shh, I'm studying. <laughs> I think there's actually a line that she, a click line, where she said all I ever wanted to do was study. Yeah, that's uh, the yeah. the original voice actor version. Jane. Yeah, the original. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, and he also says the same for Kagar, basically. Uh, Sage Kohler says for both Jane and Kagar, if Argus can be filled with death magic and sent to the Shadowlands, are we sure Jane and Kagar haven't dabbled with the arcane enough to push them into whatever the realm of order is with the Titans? Aegwyn used her own magic to stay young for centuries. That infusion of arcane should have thrown her into the realm of order also. Aegwyn was on this list, but that's possibility maybe? At least for, I don't know about for Kagar and Jaina, but at least for Aegwyn. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just say that's a good point. <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna say. I read, I, read, I read that first, I was like, yeah, right. And I was like, wait a minute. I mean, considering that their their answer for some of these people with when, when it comes to, um, say, Archimond and whatnot is the reason why they were, you know, sent to the Twisting Nether is because of how infused they were with Fell. I mean, we could potentially say the same thing for Arcane, right? Yeah, could. Yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and say maybe. 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 I don't know if they had I don't know if the I don't know if Jane and Kagar had enough for it though. I don't know. I feel like it'd be it'd take an insane amount. Yeah, I'm trying to trying to think uh well, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and say Jaina made it to Maldraxxus. She went to the House of Rituals, right? Uh, Only because the literal, literal arcane addict, Kael'thas, made it there too. True. That's that's a good point. That's a good point. So there you go. That's where I'm going with it. Because if someone who probably was alive for... I don't... They never really confirmed how old Kael'thas was, but... Probably a thousand, maybe, and was in the presence of you know all that arcane power, all that his life, and he still managed to make it to, um, freaking you know Ravendreth. Then I'm gonna go ahead and say, yeah, Jana definitely did too, because she didn't live next to a sunwell. <laughs> Very true. Very true. All right, final one. Should we go to the last one? Kagar. Cadgar, where would you put Cadgar? I don't know. Cadgar is wow. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a curveball. I'm gonna say Cadgar uh, is gonna pull an egg one. Cadgar is just not gonna die. <laughs> Maybe. Okay, but finally he's gonna die. Where is he gonna go? Jeez, <laughs> uh, I don't know. You know what? He is gonna go to Ardenweald, and he's not gonna be like a keeper of the grove. He's, he's not gonna he's not gonna be doing anything. He's just gonna be chilling out. He's just going to be one of those souls. Have a grand old time. Just be like, you know what? Relax, buddy. You're good now. Yeah. Well done. Because Cadgar, as, as we discussed at one point, Cadgar is the oldest surviving character in all of the Warcraft lore. Goes all the way back to the freaking Last Guardian novels when he first showed up as a 19-year-old kid. And he's still kicking and dragging us around and doing things. And let's just give him a break. All right. He doesn't need to do anything in the afterlife. Nah. He's just, just going to be kicking it. He's going to be kicking it, uh, having a, you know, in one of those really nice serene ponds, like maybe just sitting next to one of them, like, I don't know, like big seeds or something where that lowers are at. He's going to be like, yeah, this is cool. And he's going to be, be hanging out. Yeah. You know why? Because he deserves I, it. I could not. Armwell was not one of my thoughts for him. 
but I would love that life for him. Yeah. Yeah. Is that I don't know if that would actually be where he would go, but I don't know. But that's I what would he like deserves. That life for him. <laughs> <laughs> so Dracora says Revendreth, but not for atoning for anything. He'd make a great Venthyr. They like puns. They're generally very friendly, and I think he'd fit in there well. Says Dracorus. Uh, maybe. Feels like feels like a stretch. <laughs> I feel like he could turn it on and be friendly with them, but I don't know if he would naturally be a fit in there. I don't know. Sarith says the strongest mage on this list. Right, Sarith. Right. He's going to Bastion. He spent his entire life in service to Azeroth, and he kicks ass. Do I have a boo button on here? I think I, I, I should. <laughs> it, it, this, this is close enough. You mean shenanigans? No! Oh. You're about shenanigans, right? I'm not. <laughs> you were close. What? <laughs> no. Shenanigans, Sarith. That's shenanigans. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> not the strongest. It's Jaina. Jaina's the strongest on the list. But for... I mean, I, I can see him potentially... Potentially doing Bastion. Mm, yeah. I but, mean, he, but he wouldn't want to get rid of his memory. So would he become Forsworn then? I, I mean, yeah, probably. <laughs> I don't know. Kattegar is difficult because... He's a tricky one. He doesn't really fit in any of them. No, not really. Not, not in a natural way. I mean, you can make him stretch and belong to any of the four. But yeah. as a natural fit, I don't know. I mean, really, it's called like he is he kind of was, you know, served under the guardian. Right. So guardian. Right. So, you know, if you use that kind of thought process, it's like, OK, he was trained by the guardian. He's really great. But he kind of technically rejected the, the, the whole role of guardian. Kind of not really, but kind of offered to him. Even though that may have been a dreadlord. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, he. You could easily make an argument that he belongs in, uh, you know, Maldraxxus as a defender of the Shadowlands. Yeah, he could. He is a defender of Azeroth. And, you know, I can see that. He defended Azeroth from the Iron Horde and Goldan's crap. Uh, and then he, you know, did the same thing and teleported a friggin, you know, all of Dalaran over to the Broken Shores when he's just like, yeah, I move cities. It's cool. Uh, you know, when uh, the Legion was happening and he had to deal with all that and he defended all of Azeroth against it. So, yeah, yeah, you could totally say he goes to uh, to Maldraxxus, but does he deserve it? It's like, no, man, give him a break. He deserves a rest. It's cool. He does. Go night-night. It's fine. And night-night in a good way. It's, it's, just relax, <laughs> buddy. Vacation. Ready, set, go. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're going to be like, oh, Revendreth, it's like, yeah, yeah, okay. We're going to send him to Revendreth first for like a long time. But really, he's just hanging out with the Dredgers and the rest of the Venth here. They're just keeping him here, having fun with him in the parties. Kind of like, it's reminding him of his old um, Karazhan days. It's just like, hey, we're having, we're having parties. We're, having, we're throwing the Ember Court, <laughs> having a good time. Let's have fun. All right. So, so they just keep that, him there to the, have yeah. some fun. So he's, he's hanging out with the Dredgers. And the dredgers are unionizing and things, and it's a beautiful thing. It's it's, it's fabulous. Dredgers unite! Equal rights for minion plights! <laughs> right. Uh, and then finally, they're like, "Hey, Kagar, it's been thirty nine eons. Um, do you want to do you want to move on?" And he's like, "Okay, uh, I'll move on." And they send him to Maldraxxus for the rest of all eternity. So there you go. That's where we'll 
logically send him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I could definitely see him enjoying the Ember Cart for a while, but I don't see him being sent there. No, I don't. Uh, yeah, he wouldn't. Or that he has anything to atone for. Yeah, no, I mean, I think I think they just give him a free pass. Like the the arbiter was yeah, just like, yeah, where you want to go? He's like, so I had this friend of mine. He's kind of like a teacher a mentor of mine. We had, we used to throw these rager parties. We're fantastic. It's <laughs> the best parties you got. Like that's that feels like where I'm at home. And I'll go party. I'll go party. Yeah. She's like, well, there's this place. Is Ravenjeth okay? C- C- castle vibe. Castle. He's like eh, tower castle. Tower castle. Close enough. They're um, tall. It works. Yeah. So <laughs> I think we I think we could make it work. And uh, yeah, I think that's. I think Cadgar's just going to hang out there. Yeah, we're just going to actually make him a member of the Venthyr. But he's like, you know, he doesn't really actually have a title. He's just Cadgar. <laughs> he's he's hanging out He'd with He'd be like Theotar. master of the Ember Core. No, nah, he's hanging out with Theotar. He just hangs out with Theotar. Ooh. And that's it. <laughs> that would be fun. The two of them interacting. <laughs> Enjoy the chaos while it lasts. They're that just, would be funny. Just drinking tea, having a good time, and and the funny thing is, I would put him Catgar not as that's an actual vent here where he's like, blah, blah, suck your blood. <laughs> like, like, no, he's just Catgar. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, yeah, it's still me. What's going on, guys? And it was like, how did you get? Like, what's going on? He's like, I'm really powerful. I'm really powerful. Only one more powerful than me is Jaina. I'm dead now. I can admit it. <laughs> he would not admit that. He probably would. But admit it. yeah, I can. Uh, I can see. Okay, this this works. I'm I'm good with this. Yeah, I like to think that Cadgar is the reason that the Dredgers finally unionized. That's in my yeah. head. Yeah, that's what happened. I like it. Yeah, that's the. That's he could be the union leader for the Dredgers. On his off time, he's drinking drinking with Theotar. Mm-hmm. Hanging out with Theotar, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is this sounds good. Maybe he yeah, uh, redeemed Sybil or whatever too, or whatever happened to her. <laughs> Helped her like get her brain straight and. Yeah, I mean he did that with Corona, so yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's got to practice with that. It's like let's unscramble these. <laughs> so there you go. Help the guitar out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. I like it. So there you go. That's where we're gonna put old Kagar. Yeah, it is gonna be Revdrath. But was he being punished for anything? Nah. Just, no. He just wanted to go home to the parties. You just hanging out? Yeah. 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 Well, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you so much, everyone, for taking the time to give us your responses. It was pretty fun how creative some of you got with some of these answers. I agree. There yeah. were some good ones. Especially the Disney princess. That would have me cracking up. <laughs> <laughs> I almost died on that one. That was fantastic. Yes. Well. Uh, we have some lore patrons to thank. Would you like to do that? Sure. Since I was doing the patrons before, let's keep going with the patron magic. So thank you very much to the following fantastically top patrons that, you know, you're just like, hey, I really like this show. I just want to keep it going. So I'm really going to support these folk, fine folks over here at Live Laugh Lore. And that it goes to Pasta Matt. Thank you very much. Kellen P. Thank you to you as well. Mud. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Chris Malore. Once again, thank you. And Dungeon Master Burke. You get a big, big, big thank you from me, too. So, yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You deserve all of the thanks for supporting us. All of the thanks. All of them. Yes. That's the one. Yep, yep. Well, should we finish out with our positive note? I think we should. 
Oh, I gotta push this button before I push this button. That's how it works? This button. Stories. There's nothing in the world more powerful than a good story. So our positive note today does not actually start out on a positive note, but goodness comes from it. So we're we're going with it. So there has uh, just 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 this past week was a really bad fire in Colorado here called the Marshall Fire. And it destroyed two towns, 991 homes, plus multiple businesses and, and whatnot. And, you know, right. New, all right. Right. New Year's. You know, a lot of people started New Year's without a home. And uh, it's it is obviously not a good situation. It is very, very bad and heartbreaking. And if you look at the pictures, it's just absolutely devastating. But one thing I will say that I love about Colorado is when there is a tragedy, people really pull together to help out and lift those people up and help those who've been through trauma and the victims and stuff through donation of time, money, food, clothes, animal supplies, school supplies. Like it's time after time after time over all the years I've been here since I was nine. Um, Colorado is really good about that. And so just like with this, there are just so many stories coming out of people donating so much to help out with these victims. And I tried to find at least some good audio stories to share. And um, there's a lot of ones that were text-based, <laughs> but we'd be here for a long time if I read all those because people really have just been pouring out so much love for these poor people. Uh, so instead, I actually found uh, from my local news source this great little story that's just a little uplifting reminder of how great people can be. So many people have stepped up, including so many businesses really trying to help out help those victims after the Marshall Fire. Including a small local business where they are letting people who lost everything shop for anything at a cost of nothing. Casey Nolan is live in Lafayette. Casey, those who lost their homes lost everything, and that, of course, includes their clothing. It does. And where we are here is not far from where the fires hit. People are using their good fortune that their businesses and their homes were spared to help their neighbors one town over including a shop that knows what they need in a way that not many can. These hangers need to be changed out, so let's change these out to our wood hangers. When you think disaster recovery, stocking a cute boutique may not sound like essential work. But when the fire spared this women's clothing store in Lafayette... Watching the news and then just seeing everything the next day, just heart-wrenching. Yeah, let's just swing it over there. And the owners opened their hearts by opening their store inviting any woman affected by the fires to come in and shop for free. So we were looking for ways to, to reach out to the community and just provide hope. People from across the country started donating to the cause and the family-owned Due South matched every dollar with enough for more than 40 women to shop for $500 worth of clothing. People were walking in the door with tears. I was able to give hugs and give free drinks and come in and spend $500 and you don't think about anything. And while it is eclectic, even in its decor. Do the fire hoses ever start interesting conversations? <laughs> the funny thing is this month we were planning on taking them down. It turns out this shop has more to offer victims of the fire than what's on the racks. My earliest childhood memory is holding my grandma's hand, walking through the rubble. This family, too, lost its home to fire 28 years ago to the day that the Marshall Fire struck. 
it was very raw at that time and like, what are we gonna do? And God provided in incredible ways for us. So right now, you know, when people walking in the door, I'm like, it is ick right now. It's hard, it's, it's not easy, but there's hope beyond this moment. One gal came in yesterday and she just looked at me and there was a connection and we had the most amazing hug that I needed, that she needed. It was special and it was something that I could give outside of clothing, but a connection to someone is far beyond material things. So they were able to help more than 40 women the first time. They have enough in donations to help that many more again. They have a waiting list. The response has been overwhelming, but now they're really worried about being able to keep up with inventory. They're a small shop, so they're saying if anyone still wants to help, just connect with them on Instagram, do.south, and they will try to update folks on what the plan is going forward because, of course, there is still a lot of need. What wonderful people Terrific. and that connection they've made. Absolutely. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, wow. That's uh, quite the, the story. I'll put it that way. Um, goodness. That's all I can say. Wow. Got emotional every time I've uh, listened to that video. Now between when I was finding it, when I had to re-record it, and just now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just it's just a reminder that sometimes in these horrible times of tragedy when they strike, you know, just seeing communities pull together to help them out is powerful and um, a good thing. I agree. Yeah, it's a it's weird seeing it happen at this you know time of year, but it's it well. Sadly, it may become more and more frequent because of awfulness that's been going on. So, yeah. Anyway, with that fun thing, I think that'll be a fantastic time to get out of here. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Party some vent there, apparently. Yeah. I'm still trying to think where Cat Guy really belongs. <laughs> <laughs> His own realm. He'd create it. Yeah, I agree. Thanks for listening to Live, Laugh, Lore. If you have a topic you'd like us to discuss, or a question that you're just dying to know the answer to, send us an email at livelaughlorecast at gmail.com. You can also follow the show on Twitter at live underscore laugh underscore lore. You can follow Jen on Twitter at Jared Cooster, and you can follow Allie at Allie Anders K. Meanwhile... Be kind and take care. Just...